Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, ju just another reading of a verse or two from that Holy Gospel from Luke. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Sisters and brothers in Christ, remember how the Bible starts out with the six days of creation? You know, on the first day, God said, let there be light, and there was light. On the second day, God separated the waters from the earth from the waters in the heavens. On the sixth day, God created man. And on the seventh day, God rested. That's it. Don't you wonder what the eighth day must have been like? Well, tonight we're going to talk about the eighth day. But it's not the eighth day of creation that we're going to talk about. It's the eighth day of the incarnation of Jesus, our God and Lord. Eight days, our text says, after Jesus was born, he was circumcised and named. Now, it just so happens that that day falls on the same day that Americans celebrate Happy New Year's. Tomorrow. Now, ironically, these two days do have a few similarities. No, there wasn't a parade filled with roses when Jesus was circumcised, and there were no college bowl games played on that day on the plains of Jerusalem either. But nonetheless, there are some similarities. And tonight we're going to examine the similarities between the eighth day and New Year's Day. First of all, on the eighth day, it was the completion of something old. And by the way, we'll get to it. It was also the beginning of something new. Let's start off with finishing the old. Usually, when a new year begins, people look back on the highlights of the year that has gone by, right? Uh, way back, remember in February, that old man Tom Brady won the Super Bowl again last year, this year. And that Florida condo complex, you know, that collapsed in the middle of the night, remember that one? Uh, civilians starting to blast off into space several times, huh? That big ship that got stuck sideways in the Suez Canal. Yeah. Hurricanes in Louisiana, tornadoes in Kentucky, fires in California, and now Colorado. And of course, Delta, and Omicron, and vaccines, and boosters. Hmm? Quite frankly, we'd like to close the book, wouldn't we, on 2021 and move on? Well, there is a similar sense in which Jesus, when he was circumcised on the eighth, God closed the book on something old. Only God wasn't closing the book on something only happened in the last year. He was closing the book on something that had happened for 2,000 years. In Genesis 15, God took Abraham aside and said to him, Look up at the heavens. Count the stars, if you can count them. And then he said to Abraham, That's how many your offspring will be. And God promised Abraham that one of his descendants, somewhere down that pike, would be the very Savior of the world. And a little bit later in Abraham's life, in Genesis 17, just a few chapters later, God appeared to Abraham and reaffirmed, recovenanted with him. And this time he said to Abraham, Now this is my covenant with you, with you and your descendants after you, 
the covenant which you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you, a sign of the covenant. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised. Now, circumcision was not just a matter of hygiene. It was a covenant sign. You know, like the covenant sign of a rainbow for Noah after the ark? It was a covenant sign between God and his people. And even more than that, as a number of New Testament references make very clear, circumcision was to be a constant reminder of the removal of sin, the covenant of forgiveness, if you will. It was to remind the people that they were sinners from the very inception of life. Parentheses. In sin did my mother conceive me. Remember the psalmist said, through the circumcised reproductive organ of my father. It was to remind people that they cannot be God's people without cutting off sin. That's the heart of the covenant of forgiveness. And that's why we, that's why we still gather, isn't it, on New Year's Eve? We have for years here to get rid of the old, to say goodbye to the sins of the past, the old sinful Adam in us, the sin for which the Savior of the world was born eight days ago to take upon himself our flesh and die as a full and total payment for our past. Of course, the obvious question is, why did God have his own son, who was totally without sin, undergo the pain of circumcision on the eighth day of his life? He was the one son of Abraham that should not have had to have been circumcised. The miracle of taking human flesh is to see that in the flesh, Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, was bearing Adam's sin and Absalom's sin and King Ahab's sin and Peter's sin and Hitler's sin and your sin and my sin. For our sins he endured circumcision. And there in Bethlehem, as an eight-day-old infant... He was shedding what Luther would call, as a matter of fact, the first drops of redemptive blood. Eight days old, shedding the first drop of redemptive blood. Those few drops, of course, would turn into a torment of blood one day when he would be executed on a cross as a criminal, innocent of any personal wrongdoing, but guilty as could be with every shameful action you and I have ever done or thought of doing in all the time that we have lived upon the earth right up to December 31st, 2021. It was the completion of something old. But it was also the beginning of something new, these similarities between the eighth day and New Year's Day. The nice thing about a new year is... We get to start off with a clean slate, huh? 2021 will be gone tonight, midnight, for good or for bad. If you had a real good year, uh, maybe you'll hate to see it go, huh? Maybe you were so blessed that you find it hard to believe that 2022 could be any better. Maybe. 
But because the future is so uncertain, maybe you're sitting here this evening a little bit afraid of what 2022 will bring. Yeah. The fact that we can put the past behind and open up a new year with a clean slate before God, I believe is something that sets us free as God's people. Unlike any of those who do not believe in the name of Jesus, we who do have this freedom, this freedom that can also be a bit threatening to our status quo kind of lifestyle. We, we cannot live a status quo lifestyle. The New Testament tells us that the Jews, for example, had trouble with this new freedom that Christ ushered in and won for them. Once God's covenant with Abraham had been fulfilled in Jesus Christ, guess what? Circumcision was no longer necessary. Paul clearly states in Galatians, a couple chapters after our epistle reading, he says, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor non-circumcision has any value. And the Jewish followers of Jesus couldn't buy that, especially, especially when the Gentiles began to come to faith, become to, a part of the New Testament church. As the saying goes, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. The Jews had been doing it for 2,000 years, and now it wasn't necessary. Some of the biggest fights in the early church were over Gentiles becoming a part of that church by faith alone. Not necessary to be circumcised. Stuck with the old, they had trouble with the new. And much of the New Testament letters has to deal with that issue. But the eighth day brought something new, not just the doing away of the old. Because on the eighth day, there was something else that happened to a Jewish baby. They were given a name. When a new name is given, it means that it's the beginning of something new. Abram, you know, was given a new name. His name got changed from Abram to Abraham, meaning that he would be the father of many nations. Sarai became Sarah. Jacob became Israel, you know, a new name charts a new future. In the same way, on the eighth day, Joseph and Mary gave their baby the name that the angels had told them to give to him, the name Jesus, the name that is above every other name. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. It doesn't mean the Lord helps people save themselves. No, no, it means the Lord saves. Jesus would be the Savior of the world. Our salvation wouldn't have anything to do with what we would do. It would only on, depend on what the Lord does for us. And also notice that Jesus' name is an active verb. The Lord saves. He would be the one who would actively obey all the laws of the Lord. Righteousness. He would be the one who would die for the sins of the world, sacrificial. They didn't have to look forward to the coming of Savior anymore. It was time for salvation to begin now. The New Testament says now in Jesus Christ, all things are new. This is what Jeremiah predicted, of course, back in the Old Testament even, when he said, the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. It will not be like the old covenant I made with their forefathers. This one, I will forgive them for their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. Through faith in Christ, 
You and I are living now in the reality of things that were only hoped for by the Old Testament people. Just as God gave Jesus his name, he has also given us new names. Instead of calling us rotten, filthy sinners, names that we have earned, by the way, he now calls us his children, sons and daughters, Galatians said, right? In the epistle that I read, heirs. That's why our future includes the power of God's Holy Spirit to come with us into 2022. Now I'm going to say this next sentence twice. We can now every day clean up the mess within us through forgiveness and get busy on the mess that is in the world around us. Let me repeat that. As 2022 dawns upon us in a few hours, you need to be reminded that we can every day, by God's grace, clean up the mess within us and start on the mess that is in the world all around us. So, imagine a bank that gave you $86,400 every day. But at the end of the day, they deleted from your account whatever you didn't spend. Use it or lose it. Well, what would you do? I'd draw down every cent every day. That's just who I am. Well, you do have an account like that. So do I. Only instead of dollars, it is seconds on a clock. Every day you get 86,400 seconds deposited. Use it or lose it. Now, I don't know how any of us will be able to invest our time in the new year. Maybe, you have, maybe you're going to have to invest it in a lot of trouble and sorrow. Yeah, maybe. I hope you can invest some of it in a lot of blessings and joys. But no matter which, either or both, and I suspect it'll be both, invest them in the Lord. For those of us who have turned a lot of calendar pages many times in our lives already, these New Year days seems to come around faster and faster, don't they? When I look back on 2021, it just seems like a blur. I wish life would slow down sometimes, that I could put a chain on the gears of life and just pull them back in reverse even sometimes, but life doesn't work that way. Everything just keeps cruising along every second every minute and life keeps on changing my eyesight and my hearing are decreasing my medications are increasing some of us grow up and others of us just grow out the world keeps changing mostly for the worse as I observe the challenges before our congregation and our school seem to get bigger every year so on this eighth day of Christmas, and it's got nothing to do with eight maids of milking, by the way. It's got everything to do with Jesus. Let me share with you an old legend. A very rich king out for a walk one day stubbed his toe. He was walking barefoot, as everybody did back in those days. And in his anger, he ordered his servants to cover the whole world with soft leather so that he would never again stub his toe. Now the impossibility of this task 
terrified his servants. So in their perplexity, they sought a wise old man. They counseled him. And he said, you know, you could achieve the same effect simply by covering the king's feet with soft leather. Thus the problem was solved, and shoes rented. Jesus didn't come to eliminate all the problems around us, to cover the world, you know, in soft leather. Wars, poverty, disease, and death. Jesus concentrated instead on solving the problem within us. Had he only dealt with the problems around us, the sin within us would reinvent them all over again, right? Oh, make no mistake, he will save us ultimately even from every evil. But for 2022, he, he begins, and this is the new year that's focused on Jesus, he begins by saving us from the biggest problem, and that's our sin. Don't ever get sick of hearing that. I know we repeat it Sunday after Sunday from this pulpit, but it is the one difference between humankind. You know, I told the eighth graders for years and years, only two kinds of people in the world, forgiven sinners and unforgiven sinners. Thank God I'm forgiven. And with that accomplished, we can say, come on, 2022, whatever you've got for me, bring it on, because I'm bringing Jesus with me, and he's got me covered, really covered. And that's what gives us hope and courage for the future. That's what gives us hope and courage to face another year. This is why we Christians celebrate the eighth day. It's like a New Year's Day, because it is. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds with Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.